0: Aren't you a little short for a
1: stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight we are recapping the week's nerdy news from Palmera City to the world between worlds and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve?
0: Well... Uh, I guess it's Ahsoka week.
1: It is Ahsoka week. It's happening. It's happening. We're very excited. We're very excited about it. Um, And we're going to talk about it in a second. Um, But first, we're going to talk about the strike. We're going to talk about a couple small Star Wars stories. Uh, After that, we're going to move on to some... Stuff about something going on on Netflix I'm very excited about. We're going to talk about something on Apple TV I'm very excited about. Um, I saw Blue Beetle. and I'm going to talk about my thoughts on that. We've got some comics news, some comics reviews for you, some one shots. As always, well, not always, but as of recently, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Funky Town Comics in Commonwealth, New York. Sorry, Funky Town Comics and vinyl. They have vinyl records, Mm -hmm. toys, all kinds of great stuff.
0: Yeah, you might um, find them on various socials as Crispy's Toys. Uh, yeah, they're all over the place. But Yeah. Check out their Whatnot. Um, their Whatnot actually is... Uh,
1: they are they're, they're doing very a, active on Whatnot. They do a lot of cool auction yeah. stuff on Whatnot. Um, yeah, check that stuff. It's not something that I'm very familiar with at all. I had never really heard of it until uh, Jesse started telling me about it. But
0: No, but it's um, weird. Uh, I can, like, every once in a while I'll, I'll like, pull it up and then jeff talking in the background is weirdly like engaging (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're just like oh okay i'll just watch this for a little bit (laughs) nice
1: hypnotic yeah uh so check them out in person or uh via whatnot or um they're getting a website up and running so maybe check that out too or follow them on their socials all that kind of stuff before we get to talking about ahsoka tano and we're gonna talk about the strike real quick still happening No huge updates on the strike. Um, You know, the studios are planting articles in Variety and Deadline about how, oh, this show is canceled because of the strike. And this is canceled because trying to trying to sway, um, you know, trying to sway positivity towards their side of it, I guess, like trying to sway the blame towards the people that are on strike, the unions, um, instead of uh, taking taking all the blame themselves, which they are. Uh, they deserve all the blame. Right. Um,
0: deflect, deflect, saw, deflect. Why would you do anything yeah, else?
1: Exactly. Um, trying to sway public opinion. I saw somebody on Twitter say, um, who would have thought that the public would uh, turn against the studios and side with 100,000 people that wrote all of their favorite things and also 150,000 of the most attractive people on the planet.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Go figure.
1: Writers and actors. Yeah.
0: No chance that would ever happen. <laughs>
1: Come on! Yeah, right. Um, one uh, strike adjacent thing we talked about last week about uh, the Marvel VFX um, people voting to unionize. That vote uh, is going to uh, happen tomorrow. The vote will happen tomorrow, so we will know whether or not they will unionize. And something tells me they're going to like immediately go on strike as soon as they're yeah. unionized. Unionized and, and then strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to happen pretty soon. Um, and I'm sure everybody, uh, everyone that has any kind of stake in the MCU is quivering, quivering yeah. because it's about to fall down around them. If they don't take the steps to fix it, um, something that is not falling down around its creators. Is that a good segue?
0: Sure. We'll go I'm with it. I'm not that. sure.
1: I'm not sure that it was, but I'll go with it. Is Star Wars. And uh, previously mentioned the Ahsoka series. It's premiering Wednesday. Wait, not Wednesday. Wait.
0: Oh. Tuesday. Hot news.
1: <laughs> Hot news. It got moved up. No longer uh, premiering on Wednesday. It's going to be on Tuesday. It got moved up by one day. Not really right. sure why they did this. Do we know why they did this?
0: It might be a time zone thing because it's Tuesday at 9 p.m. that they're dropping. Yeah,
1: it's not even midnight anymore. They used to right. drop like if you stayed up all Tuesday night and waited till the stroke of midnight at 1201, you could watch whatever Disney plus show on, on the East coast. That's the East coast um, experience right. <laughs> of
0: that East coast bias here. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, it's so it's 9 PM on the Eastern on Eastern standard time. And so it's like six o'clock Pacific time. Why? I don't, I guess I don't know why they would do this and that they just, they feel like there's a lot of people that want to watch it and, they will get more eyes on it if they move it up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is a, a double like episode premiere. Slot. Yeah. So there's a lot to, a lot to you know, digest. Yeah.
1: I mean, I can't... I mean, the post that I saw about it referred to it as Tano Tuesday. I can't hmm. think that they moved it up just so they could use that alliteration that's not even really that great of a no. slogan. I mean, is there really something...
0: Is there anything else dropping on Disney Plus? I mean... That they would want to get this this. off of a Wednesday. I mean, the biggest things that Disney Plus drops
1: are Marvel shows and Star Wars shows.
0: Right. So there's nothing Marvel coming.
1: Nothing else is happening this week.
0: I don't know. Tuesday just seems like a weird day.
1: I agree. I mean, I'm happy that we get it sooner. Although I don't think I can watch it until Wednesday. Right. Um. Still. Yeah. But if you are someone. That is excited about the Ahsoka series. I am. I am also. um, Assumedly, people watching and or listening to this are also excited. If you're listening to a podcast where we talk about this kind of stuff, you're wasting (laughs) your time if you're not excited about the Ahsoka Tano show.
0: Um, Right. And if you're one of those nerds that is not, you should be. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the wrong. (laughs) And if you really want, we can talk to you for a good bit of time tomorrow, even letting you know right. why you should be excited for this because apparently uh we have scheduled and by apparently i mean i was the one that scheduled it so i knew this <laughs> uh, uh my my good friend tom babcock he's been on the show before uh I think tomorrow uh, i believe at around eight o'clock we'll be doing a uh live ahsoka preview so we tab tom because he does have a lot of legends experience much like me Yep. Uh, on the throne end of things, and you know how to how to tie this all into a bow, uh, as far as getting people up to speed on what you need to know before you see Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, like a bit of an Ahsoka primer episode. Indeed. Um, unfortunately, I will be unable to join tomorrow, so it will just be Steve and Tom. You might uh, listeners, watchers, you may remember Tom uh, when we did our. Uh, Star Wars Celebration recap episode that was two hours long, (laughs) where we talked about all the news that came out of um, Celebration. Tom is certainly no slouch uh, when it comes to Star Wars knowledge. So Steve and Tom will certainly kind of give everybody a recap of, you know, who is Ahsoka? What has her journey been up until this point? And um, maybe some predictions? I don't know. Do you guys my I, I i'm not gonna be there so we'll, i'm just kind of talking out we'll of see my,
0: where it goes because i yeah we, we haven't uh we hashed out the the stuff prior but i don't know where it's gonna where the the conversation will will end up so we'll know. see
1: It'll be very interesting and if that wasn't enough for you people steve and i are planning to do a episode of uh, you know a premiere reaction podcast Uh, We're going to we're shooting for Wednesday night because we originally were shooting for Wednesday night before they moved it to Tuesday. But I can't watch it on Tuesday. I have to watch it on Wednesday. So we're shooting for Wednesday evening. So um, and we'll update you if that has to be bumped to Thursday for scheduling or whatever. We'll let you know. But shooting for a Wednesday night recap of the first two episodes of Ahsoka premiering this Tuesday on Disney Plus Tano Tuesday. I'm sure that's going to catch on. What a catchy slogan that is. (laughs) It's not even that's, her that's first like, name.
0: That's, that's worse than some of the stuff we've come up with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And we were really reaching for some of those when we used to do those show recaps and try to make uh, them rhyme. Yep. Um, like no one even knows, like no one calls her Tano. Everyone calls her Ahsoka. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway. Like if you went reaching. for
0: Snips Saturday, that'd be better. Like,
1: <laughs> Yes. Yes, it would. Yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking of other Star Wars news, following up on something it was a rumor that it was either last week or the week before was all over the place about uh, Mandalorian season four possibly becoming a movie instead of a series of television. According to uh, Jeff Snyder on the Hot Mike podcast, he addressed this rumor recently on an episode of that show saying that it is not true. It's definitely a season of television and not a movie, which I think makes a lot of sense to me
0: yeah i mean ultimately yes i'm curious you know a movie could have worked very well depending on how they tied things up yeah but if they're if they've got enough story and they're not reaching to make it another season then yeah i mean it's worked so far and the the series and serial nature of it has maybe maybe that's the thing is maybe this goes back to its more serial roots
1: yeah maybe um I think it just makes sense based on what they told us at Celebration that Dave Filoni is going to be directing a I think it's been referred to as the Mandoverse movie, kind of like like an Avengers style Star Wars movie where we're getting we're going to get all these characters from the shows uh, like Mandalorian characters, probably characters from Ahsoka, um, probably characters from Skeleton Crew, like these shows that are these post Return of the Jedi Star Wars shows are going to come together in this movie. I think that's a better play to make it more of an event instead of just making like if they just made a Mandalorian season four as a movie, I feel like a lot of us would have walked out of there being like, yeah, that that could have been a series. Yeah, that could have been a series.
0: Yeah, you could. Have but if they're. It out
1: more. Yeah. But if they're going to be utilizing the form, the big screen format to bring together all these characters, which we have previously experienced, you know, on the small screen, then that makes it more of an event. It makes it more of a reason to make it a movie yep. other than just like. Eh, who cares let's make it a movie you know like right. we don't have a good reason to make it a movie don't make it a movie keep it as a show it was conceived as a show keep it as a show until time to jump to a film so i think that's the i think that's the right decision yeah. um speaking of things that have been movies and will be shows i don't know that we're really speaking of that but you know same ballpark yeah. scott pilgrim we announced uh, it was announced a few months ago that netflix is doing an anime um adaptation of the Scott Pilgrim graphic novel series comic book series um and they were getting all of the original actors that played these characters in the film Scott Pilgrim versus the World um and that's very cool uh this week they put out a trailer for this anime series which looks dope um i am somebody who has never read Scott Pilgrim books by Brian O'Malley I have seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I think it is an exceptional film. Steve, you told me before we rolled that you have neither read it nor have you seen that movie.
0: Correct? I have not. I weirdly know too much about the movie just from the cultural zeitgeist, and like, sure, you know, I a, a good chunk of the movie would is probably embedded in my brain, even though I've never yeah. seen it. But yeah, never, uh, never seen it. That's seen a big clips, recommendation. Never front or back.
1: What's that? Sorry. I've definitely
0: seen some clips, but never like actually watched the movie.
1: Um, I highly recommend it. I think it's a super fun, uh, really awesome action. Like Edgar Wright, I think, is an incredible director. And he finds um, just very unique ways to bring the story to life and make it seem kind of like a comic book, kind of like a video game all at the same time. And this trailer for this anime adaptation um, seems like it's getting that. Right as well, um, really playing into video game um, kind of like looks and cues and um, sets. It, it also it looks like they're straight up animating the comic. You know, again, I've never read the comic, but I've seen stills from it. I've seen it in stores and things. And the way the characters seem to be drawn in the Netflix adaptation look exactly like they do in the book, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. Um, uh, writer Brian O'Malley released a statement saying that it is not a straight adaptation of the book. He's saying, I already wrote those. Those already exist. These are, you know, similar stories, but different things are going to happen. There's going to be surprises. So it is an adaptation. It's not a direct word for word, you know, copy right. of the books, which I think is smart. That's the best way to go. Always. Um, the uh, It's an eight episode first season that's going to drop on uh, November 17th. So I guess I. I guess I I guess I thought when they announced it that they announced that they were just going to start making it, but clearly they had already been underway on it. Animation takes a long time, and if it's already going to come out this fall, then uh, it's sooner than I expected, and I'm excited about it again because the trailer looked great. Um, uh, I mentioned that the um, cast of the movie is coming back to uh, voice the characters. You may not, if you haven't seen the movie, if someone hasn't seen the movie, you may be like, oh, is that really that impressive? Like, you know, you know, you can get people that you know it's not like scott pilgrim versus the world is like an oscar winning
0: number one on everybody's greatest of all time lists no, movie but this is but, it's sneaky like a freaks and geeks <laughs> type cast yeah like back yeah, then yeah. when it was released it probably wasn't that big of a deal
1: yeah and now uh these are the these are some of the cast members from the film returning to voice the same characters they played on the, in the film in this uh anime adaptation michael Sarah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Brie Larson, Brandon Routh, Chris Evans, Kieran Culkin, Aubrey Plaza, Ellen Wong, Anna Kendrick, Jason Schwartzman, and more. Pretty star-studded cast.
0: So, so you have you have Harrison Dula, you have Captain Marvel, yep. Yep. you have Superman, you have Captain America. Yep. yep. <laughs> you have. Uh, oh God, what did Aubrey Plaza play in Legion? Um. Uh oh. amazingly
1: <laughs> it's a spoiler though it's yeah. kind of a spoiler
0: if we so maybe let's just yeah you know, let's let's hold that one let's, off let's
1: cruise on past that yeah
0: there's there's definitely some some nerd cred there too
1: yeah yeah for sure um has jason schwartzman ever done like a comic adaptation thing uh, i don't know I, I can only think of um wes anderson films that he's in. i know he's been in other stuff
0: uh he was in across the spider verse apparently
1: oh yeah he's the spot in Cross spider Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay.
0: That and makes total sense. Michael
1: Sarah. Cera... Oh, he was Robin in the Lego Batman movie. So there we go. Oh, there you go. Big time nerd cast here.
0: I don't know if uh, Anna Kendrick really has uh, jumped into that. Jumped into that end of things yet. I don't know either, but I really like Anna Kendrick.
1: I think she's great. I feel like she was like... Her star was burning really bright for a while, and I feel like I haven't seen much from her in a while
0: it was like that uh that pitch perfect trolls that stretch and then
1: uh oh was she in trolls i didn't even yeah. i didn't realize that
0: yeah okay. she was one of the voices i think opposite uh what's his face timberlake oh he was in that movie too he was like the main troll wasn't he Oh something like that dude i don't know i've never seen it uh, i've never seen it um yeah then Good she was cast what, what else was she in oh that christmas movie with uh Okay. Oh uh guy guy that plays Barry in HBO's Barry.
1: Oh, um uh, why why am I blanking really out good. at this? We're second really good at this. This is amazing,
0: amazing radio. Bill Hater. Bill, Bill Hader, Hader, of course. Yep. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Nice. There we go.
1: So um so yeah, look at a cast like that and tell me that you don't want to see uh anything that they're doing. Like that's an incredible get that they were able to get that entire cast back. I feel like it speaks to probably um, the fun that they all had making that movie right. in the first place. of course they all came back to do those characters. Like, yes, I would want to play this character again, even if it's a right. not live action thing,
0: it's and cool. or a lot of money. Which... <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, which Netflix may or may not have, because as we know from all the strike details, they don't tell anybody how many views they get or how much money they make off of any anything.
0: Right. So, yeah. Streaming. It's um, weird.
1: Besides the fact that they're crying poverty about not having enough money to pay actors and writers right and
0: you know until they make them multiple millions of dollars
1: yeah exactly which is
0: what seems to be uh hopefully up for our next topic a streaming show that will make millions of dollars because well i'm looking forward to it
1: i forgot the details of this show we're talking about the new apple tv plus uh has been working on godzilla series which i didn't forget that part i knew that they were coming out with a godzilla series Based in the same universe, I think, as these uh, MonsterVerse films oh, uh, that okay. of late have, like the Godzilla vs. Kong or Godzilla King of Monsters, Kong yep. Skull Island, the Godzilla movie that came out in you know 2018 or something.
0: Yep. Um, but not the Matthew universe back in the day.
1: Sorry, not the what?
0: Matthew Brodercrum. Oh, correct. With the, correct. Uh, what was it? No Shelter by Rage was on that soundtrack, if I yep. remember right.
1: Oh, yeah, soundtrack. Soundtrack was Great. killer soundtrack better than the film yeah for sure you know what else is better than the film the trailer for that movie is great
0: (laughs) yes yes it was a
1: teaser trailer that makes you think it's a jurassic park movie and it turns out to be a godzilla thing you should look it up i'm not i won't tell anything but like look up the teaser trailer for 1997's godzilla yeah terrible film but great teaser trailer anyway um we got a we got the first we got a first look at the series um some uh photographs were published online stills from the show including a look at the man himself godzilla screaming his little you know radioactive mutated dinosaur mouth off at somebody looking great uh this name of the series is monarch colon legacy of monsters monarch is this in the series of movies is this company that kind of like behind the scenes is maybe it's evil or whatever, but it keeps tabs on all these Titan monsters all over the world. The part of this series that I forgot that I think is really cool, but I feel like we talked about it when they announced it, but now I'm, I'm very excited about it. I don't know what my reaction to it was then. This series stars Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt Russell, U S agent himself from Falcon winter soldier. They're playing the same character. At different points in his life, the show's going to jump between a young version of him and an old version of him and played by father and son. I think that's super cool.
0: Yeah. And the two of yeah. them look enough alike that it works perfectly. Like they show stills yeah. of the two of them in character. And uh, right. yeah, you 100% like. Believe it. Yeah.
1: And um, they're both great actors, too. It's yeah. not just like. It's not like they had an idea, but hap- Well, okay, well the sun's not as good, but you know it'll it'll be a gimmick and it'll sell because right. of the cool gimmick. But it's like they had, it actually got a father and son team that are both really good actors. So
0: yeah, did Big you score. have you ever seen uh, was it Under the Banner of Heaven? No, I've never seen that. Uh, it's based on a John Krakauer, uh novel, and I can't remember whether it was might have been Netflix did a miniseries on it. Um, oh. Absolutely absolutely unreal andrew garfield in the uh was the the lead oh and uh white russell was just absolutely unhinged in it and it was amazing really yeah oh wow it's okay. it's well worth taking a look at um also extremely disturbing but well worth well worth watching
1: and so he's unhinged in that he's unhinged in falcon winter soldier will he be unhinged in monarch legacy of monsters remains to be seen
0: these things we don't um, know
1: we don't know hulu
0: anyone who wants to watch that it's on hulu hulu yes hulu
1: um the other cool thing that i definitely did not know about this series is that uh the series uh monarch legacy of monsters is being written by chris black who was the writer behind star trek enterprise and one of my favorite comic book writers matt fraction oh yeah matt fraction who wrote marvel's hawkeye um, much lauded series He also wrote uh, Sex Criminals With Chip Zdarsky And so he also good. wrote Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen An incredibly hilarious and great series from a couple years ago yep. This guy's great and he's writing a Godzilla series With the guy that wrote Star Trek Enterprise Hell yeah, that's awesome oh, yeah. Not only that, the first two episodes Are being directed by Matt Shackman uh, Who did WandaVision And has been hired to do Marvel's Fantastic Four
0: What? Oh, yeah. What? So cool.
1: This is great. Star studded uh, in front of and behind the camera. Yeah. So I don't have Apple TV Plus, but I think I may have to get it in order to watch this Godzilla series. There is currently no release date. um, But, you know, hopefully we're going to get that soon. They are starting to drop photos um, and more information about the series. Hopefully we'll get a release date pretty soon because I'm down. I'm down. I like those MonsterVerse movies. Some of them are. Just bad shit right. crazy, but they're fun.
0: I'm they're fun. I really I'm like amazed. Kong Island is great. The still, if they can they they actually captured the like the the look appropriately.
1: Yeah. I mean a trailer may make me change my mind, but at least in that still, yeah. The effects look really good. It looks like movie level Godzilla. It doesn't look like right. They're skimping anything on the on the effects.
0: I'm just glad, so. as dumb as it sounds, and this sounds really dumb, I'm glad they made the scales look right. Like his back spine scales. I don't know why. Yeah. That's always been a big hang up for me. Is like, if they don't nail that, it just doesn't feel right.
1: Well, it's tough. I feel like, I mean, there's been different versions of Godzilla yeah. over the years American ones, Japanese ones. Um, but, you know, it's like you can, you got some wiggle room there, but if you stray too far
0: from the original. T Rex.
1: Yeah, like the American uh, 1997 one, right. the Godzilla bear does not look like Godzilla no. at all. It's like a new interpretation that just does not work for mm-hmm. me at all and for a lot of people. But,
0: and then you end up with shitty but, Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking of movies that did not work for me, spoiler alert. Huh. Okay. I saw Blue Beetle, I saw a movie called Blue Beetle. And, uh, I was disappointed by it,
0: which is weird because the, the general consensus seems to be pretty positive for it.
1: Yep. I know I'm reading a lot of, um, positive thoughts about it, which I am very happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that people are liking this movie. I really wanted to like this movie. I was very excited. They were making a blue beetle movie. I lost my mind when I saw that they were using a practical Blue Beetle suit that looked exactly like the comic book. It looks great in the movie, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the trailers. I thought everything looked great. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was very excited about seeing a Latino superhero for the first time. And a lot of people are. A lot of there's, uh, you know, many of the positive reviews I'm reading are from Uh, reviewers or fans or whatever that are Latino, and they're talking about how much this movie means to them, it speaks to them, it represents them in a way that they have never seen before. All that is amazing, and I love that, and I'm glad that it's working on that level um, for the Latino community, and also just you know for anybody that goes to see it and loves it. I'm glad. I'm a DC guy. I want these movies to be well-received. That being said... I don't know. I was just disappointed. It didn't hit for me. I felt like uh, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's just I didn't it didn't really stand out to me from anything else that I've ever seen. It felt very formulaic. OK. Like the It's an origin story. It really kind of hits beat for beat by the origin story. You know, guy trying to live his life Um, receives the call of a hero in this case, you know, gets the scarab embedded in his back, refuses the call, reluctantly accepts the call, decides he's going to be the hero. Something goes wrong, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like, I'm not even spoiling anything. Like, that's just every origin ever. And I feel like you can have a generic plot if um, you can write it really well or, like, make some poppy dialogue that, like, you know, deviates things from what you expect. And I didn't really think that this movie really did that
0: right um, it was it was pretty much wrote joseph campbell like formulaic hero's journey
1: yeah but and like again that's okay but like the dialogue was kind of like A mediocre. Little or, okay, yeah just like not not just just not like super outside the box kind of stuff oh, that would okay. have separated it from other origin stories and i also think that i honestly i think part of it is that i've gotten a few different waves of mediocre dc films so like even someone like me who just like loves dc characters with my whole heart yeah i just you know black adam shazam fear the gods now this i'm just like i can't i just can't make excuses right (laughs) i just can't do it anymore
0: so uh Um, so brian in the chat uh noted susan sarandon should feel bad for taking a check for that movie uh (laughs) And <laughs> and the George Lopez was great. Everything else was meh. Now is that um, including yeah. Chola Marduana or?
1: Okay, no. I thought. I mean, there's genuinely a lot to like about this movie. Yeah. Like, overall, it didn't really work for me. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, George Lep- Lopez is really good in it. I think like, it's a little. I think he goes a little too far sometimes for me I comedically. Mean, it's
0: George Lopez. That's what yeah. he does.
1: A lot of the time, he's great. Um. Uh, Jolo Marduena is great. He's yeah. excellent in the film. Um, you know, a lot of the actors are. Like, the yeah. actors aren't bad. It's just, like, the writing's not that great. What is great, the effects look awesome. Like, this movie was made for way less money than The Flash made. And the effects in this movie look great. A, a lot of things seemed practical. A lot of the fighting seemed practical. Um, or just, like, augmented by visual effects you know yeah um in a way that i liked quite a bit and but and and there are times when i laughed out loud there are genuinely funny things that Mm -hmm. uh caught my eye and i really liked and like there was so many times when i'm just like okay now it's gonna start picking up and then it just kind of flattened out again for me um there's a lot of great like dc references to previous incarnations of blue beetle history of the character other you know um, it felt it felt self-contained. It, it felt kind of like a 90s superhero movie. like, bef- And I don't really know how to describe what I mean by that. <laughs> but it just felt like it was made in like the early heyday of superhero movies like Spider-Man's a hit so we're going to do a Daredevil and we're going to do a Hulk and we're going to do a Ghost Rider and we're going to do all this and like those movies are fine but they don't light the world on fire. Like that kind of thing. That's how I I kind of felt about it. Um, And uh, like I said, there's a lot of things to like about it. Uh, People are liking it a lot. It made more than it was expected to. I think it was supposed to make 30 million and it made 40 worldwide. Um, But uh, I don't know. I hope people pick. I hope the good word of mouth gets people to go see it. And I would like people to go see it. I'm I'm excited. I liked it enough that I'm excited to see what James Gunn's going to do with this character because he said several times that this version of Blue Beetle uh, Jolo's um uh, version of Blue Beetle is going to move on in the DCU. And I liked it enough to see where he goes with that and what happens. Um, but I don't know. It was kind of like. It felt kind of like a phase one Marvel movie. And if it had come out 15 years ago, then maybe I would have loved it. But. Well, uh, again,
0: uh, from the chat. Uh, felt fantastic for like fun at the time, but not great. Mm.
1: I guess I can see that.
0: Which I, I can mean, do that comparison almost, you know, almost f- like you just said, fits in that early Marvel, like still finding themselves kind of mold yeah. of like, oh, there's some good here and there's yeah. some not good here. And,
1: and there were things like going back to like um, how it is speaking to the Latino community there were jokes and references that I straight up did not get at all. They just weren't for me. They weren't, I was not the target for those, for those references. And that's fine. Cause there was like a Latino family sitting in front of us and they were laughing and seemed to be enjoying it way more than I did. Or we did people I was there with. Um, like it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fine. And I was, I I'm saying I'm disappointed because I wanted it to be awesome and it was just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Again, I'll, I'll forever praise a practical suit and they easily could have made that a CGI yeah. and it would have looked terrible, but it did. They didn't. And it looks great. Um, Susan Sarandon. I feel like a lot of people are saying at least Susan Sarandon's great. I didn't think Susan Sarandon was that great. I thought she was kind of like wooden. I thought she could have gone bigger and been more unhinged as yeah. like the bad guy. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like one of those movies where like she's the bad guy and she's just, she's just the bad guy. Like she's bad because she's bad. That's it. Right. And I don't always need a reason, but I felt like I needed a little bit more of why she's doing these terrible, terrible things. But whatever. This is the uh, no, it's not. I was about to say it was the last uh, of the DCEU. No, you still got a
0: fish man to go see. We got
1: Aquaman coming out and I'm very interested to see a trailer for that. See what that's yeah. going to do. That's going to look like.
0: Well, I, there's been a lot of talk about that. I can not say you weren't great. you weren't the only one that went to the theaters this week.
1: Oh, what'd you see?
0: Finally caught up with uh, with my son and saw uh, *Mutant Mayhem*, *Teenage Mutant Ninja That's Turtles*, right. *Mutant Mayhem*.
1: That's a great movie.
0: That was an awesome movie. Wasn't it great? It, it was so good. It like <laughs> even even the stuff they changed. Like I wasn't yeah I wasn't amazingly fond of up up until the payoff. I wasn't amazingly fond of how they portrayed Splinter. Just right. because of the splinter we all grew up with, yeah, like the yeah, wise he's not master, an ancient
1: master of mysticism <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right. art. You know, <laughs> he's just chilling uh, on the couch
0: watching his yeah. shows. Yeah, and it's like he—he he was a dad to teenagers, which was amazing. And
1: I loved that they call him dad. Yeah, because of course they would. Right, but he's I've not, never seen a turtles thing splinter. where they call him dad. He's always Master Splinter. They yep. call him dad, which made it so much more heartfelt. Yep. And, like, such a better personal connection there.
0: And they oh, were 100% teenage brothers. like Yes. There's, the it's one of the few, like, in recent history. I think the 2012 reboot, which I'm now watching, my son now has latched himself onto. Uh yeah. They did a very good job of showing them as siblings and, like, the rivalries. And not just the, like, 1990s movie Petulant Raff and whatnot. Right. Like, they, there's a a distinct interplay that you feel like okay this is a family. Um right. Same thing in Mutant Mayhem where it was just like okay.
1: Yeah. I did like I noticed um because Splinter is voiced by Jackie Chan. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. Um but there's one he gets that I mean sorry spoilers for minor spoilers for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem if you haven't seen it. He gets a fight scene uh at one point he's coming to rescue them. And he's doing like Jackie Chan style fighting where he's got an object and he's like using the environment or using the things around him. Like, is it like an office chair at one point where he hits this guy with it, then hits a guy behind him with it and then uses it to slide across the room or something. I'm just like, that's awesome that they animated. They made him fight like Jackie Chan fights. It's awesome. It's perfect. Yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. Great movie. They, uh, they, they hit the nail on the head with that. And I'm the only thing I'm disappointed in with the, the Splinter stuff is that there isn't the Hamado Yoshi connection and like yeah. where are they gonna go next. Right. Although Ice well, Cube Ice the... Cube as Superfly was kind of great.
1: Ice Cube was great. Yeah. My
0: <laughs> There were there were a couple needle drops that I I was like the, oh soundtrack. yeah the, the needle drops were amazing in it. But the yeah. uh there was one where it was like i think I think it was like a either an n w a or like early cube needle drop, and I was like, "Huh, well, that's a little on the nose, but works perfectly, yeah. and there's probably like five people that get this cool
1: without uh you know again giving away too much of what's going on one of my favorite lines in the movie that i just I can't get out of my head is towards the end um when <laughs> he's further mutating, he says, Look at my foot, it's all horses." <laughs> I just thought it was really funny, and I keep saying it around the
0: house. Look I at my feel foot, like, it's all horses. I feel like that can't be that can't be a spoiler because out of context, nobody is gonna Make no clue sense. Yeah, I know. So perfect.
1: Look at my foot; it's all horses. <laughs> Great. Uh, and did yeah. you notice? In the, I don't know. Did you notice in the credits when they were um, saying everybody's name? The last one said, "And introducing Paul Rudd." <laughs>
0: Fine. because why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Did hmm? you
1: see the post-credit scene?
0: No. I, oh so it crazy. was, it was starting as we were walking out because the six year olds had to go and uh, uh, yeah take care of business. So I was yeah. like, I'll look it up later. And then I completely forgot that it yeah. even existed. So
1: yeah, well, yep. Teases somebody that wasn't in the movie that you would maybe have expected to be in the movie.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I still like, I still can't comprehend they got that cast together for that.
1: That's ah, yeah, really good. Like
0: the first, really like the, the Turtles and April are, you know, relative unknowns. But beyond I love that, April. I thought April oh, was, that was great.
1: great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and like a, a solid modern take on her, As Agreed. opposed to like, it, it's not just the especially if they're going to be teenagers, it's not like a random actual news reporter. <laughs> right. <So>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's like it's, it's an origin for her as well. It's great.
0: But yeah, Giancarlo Esposito as Stockman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so cool.
0: Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. Like, come on, really?
1: Oh, Rose Byrne. Yeah. that's what that was for the yeah,
0: whole two okay. lines that Leatherhead had in the whole movie.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, they have like not they don't all have a ton to say, but they got
0: Hannibal good Burris to was say. Genghis Frog. I didn't know that. Yes.
1: Yep, I saw that in the credits. I didn't know that in yeah. the credits. Yeah.
0: Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko. Post Malone as Ray Filet, which was hilariously done. Yeah. Yeah. yep yep god yeah if you can't tell uh, yeah. we we really enjoyed that movie
1: it we was did a nice throwback so you go see my mutant kids mayhem. really
0: liked it like yep. my, my kid, my, kid and, my son
1: liked it as well yeah. um so yeah so go see mutant mayhem also you know what hey go see blue beetle yeah you might like it a lot of people like it yeah it didn't work for me it's
0: getting quite good reviews but you know not every movie works for everybody
1: yeah. It was like eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something when I checked. Not that I really give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes too much, but no, you, but, know, you know.
0: At least for a litmus test, you get something it's to go off A of. metric? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What I'm really what I'm really sick of people using as a metric to judge the quality of a film is the box office yes. uh money. Like just because movies not making a bunch of money doesn't mean it's bad. Like there's been tons of classic bombs at the box office that went on to be cult classics or huge you know like blade runner or whatever like failed the box office but you know it's a huge movie or like the thing is like everyone's favorite horror movie and it died when it came out in 1982 or whenever it came out like you know that happens all the time so and the opposite is true too like batman versus superman made a ton of money and that movie sucks and suicide squad made a ton of money and that movie's not great so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh, look within yourself See it for yourself. See it with your own eyes. Don't just worry about how much money it's making and take that as gospel, that it's good or bad. Um, speaking of things being good or bad, uh, I don't have a segue for this.
0: No, it's only good for you.
1: Um, yeah, most likely. <laughs> uh, moving into some comics news. Jason Aaron is moving from Marvel to DC for a six issue batman miniseries called batman off world um we have talked about jason aaron on this show before he has done some absolutely legendary work at marvel oh yeah um and like modern work too like runs from the last 10 years oh
0: yeah i mean or, his or work less. goes he's done a bunch of work on x-men wolverine uh x-force had that whole wolverine and the x-men run which was i i thought was pretty solid with chris picallo um I think he had it, did he have a black panther in there somewhere oh i don't know uh i can't remember but uh, his thor run to... and the avengers run are two like seminal those are all timers yeah yeah uh, uh
1: yeah like jason aaron's thor is like i've never read it it's but from yeah. ev- from all every person that mentions it is like yeah it's one of the best all-time comic book runs not even just runs of thor or marvel like they're saying it's one of the best comic book runs of all time yeah hands down um. Uh. So, yeah, he's moving to D.C. Oh. for Batman. I would uh, be remiss what? if
0: I didn't mention he also penned the mainline Star Wars run. And uh, Oh,
1: that's right. That's yep. right.
0: Yep. So he did uh, yep. volume four on that.
1: Right. Awesome. Yeah. Guys all over the place. But um, I was doing a Batman run at D.C. with Doug Mankey on pencils. Um, Aaron was quoted as saying, I fell in love with comics because of DC. The first books my young, beardless self ever plucked from a grocery store, Spinner Rack, were The New Teen Titans and World's Finest and Batman, books that opened the door to a universe of stories that would quite literally change the course of my life. So it is with great honor and excitement that at long last I get to make my proper debut as a DC writer with a Batman story that takes a young Dark Knight on his own own first journey into the far, wondrous reaches, reaches of the DC cosmos. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis for Batman Offworld reads as following. A routine night in Gotham City for a young Batman proves to be anything but routine when the crime fighter is confronted with a sort of foe he's never faced before, one from beyond the stars. A universe of possible alien threats leads Batman to make a daring decision to venture alone into the far reaches of the cosmos for the very first time where the Dark Knight will face the fight of his life.
0: So between so, this and the Zdarsky run, is Batman going to become the new uh, Nova or something? Or Where, where are we going here? <laughs> like He's spending a lot more time off-world than he is in his friendly neighborhood.
1: Steve, I'm glad you bring that up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> because as excited as I am about Jason Aaron moving to DC, I don't love when batman goes into alternate dimensions or space
0: can you Um, give him a martian manhunter run or something
1: right or a superman run like give me somebody that belongs in space or like has some affinity for uh space hold on superman belongs in space
0: next thing you're gonna tell me he's an alien
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um but hey same time Where it's Jason Aaron. We just Mm -hmm. sang his praises to the highest heavens for the work that he has done at Marvel. So I have no doubt that this will be a good story. But will it be my kind of Batman story? I don't think that it will. Um, Because, yeah, as you mentioned, the Chip Zdarsky run, first six issues I thought was really good. It was kind of like an action-based story. Um, But then that ended with him going into a parallel universe for a while. And I was like, okay, I don't. I don't really care about this. I want him to be back in his universe. This is the main Batman run we're talking about here. That's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, I like a street-level hero. I like Batman um, on the streets of Gotham City. And I also like Spider-Man in the streets of New York. Uh, But they found a way to turn Spider-Man from friendly neighborhood Spider-Man into, you know, Spider-Verse, you know, a million different versions of the same character and... Uh, some versions of that I like. I like the Spider Verse movies. I don't read it in the books too much. You know, if I'm looking for a Spider Man book, I just want Spider Man swinging through New York, stopping bank robbers. Which I don't think they really make those books anymore. Uh,
0: um, friendly neighborhood Spider Man. They had running for a good bit. That was very grounded.
1: Yeah. Yes, and I uh, I do think that was Tom Taylor, right?
0: Uh, was it? I think Volume One might have been. I think they did another one. Is what I'm thinking of.
1: Okay. I would like to pick that up sometime. Um anyway, I'll be interested to see I didn't even see um a release date for this. Uh oh, no. is there one? Um
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I flipped it. Taylor had volume two, uh J Michael, Straczyns- J. Michael Straczynski Jay Michael Strazinski had volume one. Straczynski was number with, one. Uh, Peter David. Okay. Oh nice. So
1: um uh November. Batman Off World comes out november twenty first. So, I don't know, I might read it just to see. I mean, to give Jason Aaron the benefit of the doubt, see where he's going with it. Um, Or maybe I'll pick up the collected edition when all six is done. So, we shall see. Mm -hmm. We shall see. Something I do think is cool and seems like a very good fit for the character in whose line of books it's going to happen. (laughs) Marvel has announced a series called Sabretooth, War. It's a 10 part event happening within um, the ongoing Wolverine title. So it's not like its own title. It's just like a, an event happening within the pages of Wolverine. Synopsis goes Get ready for the showdown to end all showdowns Wolverine versus Sabretooth. It's been years since these heavy hitters have crossed paths in the Marvel Universe, but as uh, Krakoa falls, so rises Sabretooth. And he's out for revenge. They threw Victor Creed in the pit but he's freed and wielding an army of saber will prove once and for all why he is Logan's ultimate nemesis. Uh, Steve, what is the pit and why has, why did they throw Victor Creed in it?
0: So the pit was on Krakoa, uh, the new form of capital punishment. Uh, basically, oh. saber tooth would not, uh, you know, function as a, Part of the society was; it wouldn't fall in line, right? Uh, couldn't become Happy Mutant because, well, it's Victor Creed. He's just absolutely feral and ruthless. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. Uh, and so they sent him to the pit, which I guess you could consider like Krikoa's version of hell. Uh, ah, okay. So yeah, that was uh, he. He ended up. I guess rising up and becoming the the leader of everything going on there, and now he's out because Krakoa has fallen, and here we are with the classic battle of um, Victor Creed versus Logan, um, because well, who the hell else is going to deal with him?
1: Who else? Yeah, I um, I haven't read more you know more than a handful of X Men books. In a long time. But I love Sabretooth. And I like him fighting Wolverine. Wolverine fighting Sabretooth is like, this is what should be happening in comic books. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like I hadn't even heard, I guess, if he was in the pit of hell, that makes sense as to why I hadn't even heard about anything happening with Sabretooth in the pages of Marvel Comics in years. And I guess it was because he was in this pit or whatever. So um, it actually makes me very excited to think that there's going to be a Wolverine versus Sabretooth run out there that I might actually pick it up. I got to say. And um, or I'll flip know, through it and see.
0: Ben Percy's really been finding uh, finding his way with Wolverine recently. So He's the this, main writer on the Wolverine? He's the main writer on the Wolverine main. Um, and then uh, Victor LaValle, who did the Sabretooth mini, uh, is co-writing with him.
1: Yes, and this is the very cool thing about this book is the other reason that I'm very interested in it not just that I think the two characters belong in this kind of situation. Benjamin Percy and Victor Laval, is it Laval or Lavalle? I
0: don't know. Do you know, I I went with okay. Lavalle but
1: taking a shot. Co-writing every issue and the series has two artists, Corey Smith and Jeff Shaw. Percy the Percy and Lavallee are co-writing every issue. Smith is going to be drawing the Wolverine chapters, and Shaw is going to be drawing the Sabretooth chapters. I think that's such a cool uh, way to make a book.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool.
1: Because, assumedly, they'll be from different perspectives, and therefore, different art will kind of capture those perspectives visually. Yeah. Not just, you know, within the writing, so... I think that's super cool. It's a story arc. as a 10-part story arc starting in the pages of the ongoing Wolverine book. Uh, this January, Wolverine 41 is the first uh, will be the first issue in the uh, wolverine Sabretooth war.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure the last Pumped time those two have really gone at it. Like, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, remember how we talked about the teaser for the Wolverine video game? making me be like, "Oh, I love this character." Yeah. This is what it feels like. This is a short teaser. This feels more like Wolverine than anything else that I've seen in so long. This announcement was just like, "Oh yeah, Wolverine fights Sabretooth." That's what he does. This is great. Awesome. I can't wait. Feels like Wolverine. Yeah. Sign me up.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's been too I, long. if I don't know if you've seen the cover for uh Wolverine 41. They had it in the article.
1: Sorry, either either I broke up or you broke up a little bit there.
0: Uh the the cover for uh cover for cover for Wolverine 41. The half and half cover.
1: Oh, the split down yeah. the middle of the face. Yeah, awesome. Vertical
0: split cover uh with I think it was Lionel Francis Yu did the uh, uh the cover art, but one half is Logan's face and the other half is Sabretooth. And yeah, it's so cool. like perfectly blended quite a fit for Maybe half-brothers, sometimes not half-brothers. Who the hell knows right, how they're related, yeah. if they're related, or what's going on. But depends on which series you run and read. Uh, yeah, But two long-time nemeses and uh, two great foils to each other.
1: I have a feeling that this uh, series will touch on that or iron that out or specify their relationship right. as either related or not related.
0: Until they age. change it again at some point.
1: Until they decide to change it. Uh, Steve, want to do some comic reviews?
0: Sure, I think we both were in the IDW uh, end of things this week.
1: Yes, we each got a book from IDW. Um, I'll go first this week, Steve, sure. since you went first last week. Mine is actually a book that came out a few weeks ago, but number two just came out. So this is a book called Brynmore, with a super creepy, monstery guy on the front. Um, somebody told me somebody that will remain nameless told me that this issue issue number one of Bryn was one of the worst comic books that I'd ever read in their whole life. Yikes. Uh, so I went in with very low expectations. I do not think this is the worst comic book I've ever read in my entire life. Um, I do have to say I didn't love it. It didn't jump out at me. Um, it's very slowly paced in a way that is clearly deliberate. But I think suffers the overall story suffers because of it and it's just a lot of setup a lot of kind of hitting us overhead with the same kind of like theme setting this guy up this guy who uh he so his family like owns this town or used to run this town but then the town got fed up with the family name so he's been gone for a while He's coming home to live there again and people don't like him that he's there because he's got the name, you know, the family name or whatever. And he's fixing up this old church for his house and it's just he's meeting people. People don't like him because of his name. They tell us that like 10 times in this book, in this one issue. And then the first interesting thing uh, happens on the very last page and he finds um, some kind of weird. Uh, in the basement of the church, he's fixing up for his house. He finds a weird, uh, creepy door that I'm showing a picture of if you're Mm -hmm. listening. Um, and I feel like he probably should have found that door earlier on in the issue, maybe opened it, seen something inside, um, to really grab me to get me back. Cause just, it just seems like it's moving slow. And the thing you can do when you get, when you move slow is that you can have really big panels. You know, if you're not like moving too fast, you can do big panels. Like you really get a sense of the town. Um, The art is really great. Um, Damian Worm does the art for it. But the story is just a little too slow and a little too meh for me. But, um, you know, if I pick up issue two and it looks like it's moving a little faster, maybe I'll be interested to find out what's behind that door. Maybe it's that creepy monster guy that's on the front. But as of right now, I don't know. And I don't know that I ever will. Steve, over to you for your IDW comic book review. What do you got? Well, I had
0: the Hollywood special, number one, uh, I believe. That's it was right. I'm week. really
1: interested to hear what you thought of this, because I saw that book yep. on the shelf at Funky Town, and uh, I just loved the cover of it. I thought it looked okay. great. And Jesse was like, yeah, Steve's reviewing that one this week. I was like, oh, great. I wanted yeah. to hear all about it. So give it to me.
0: So uh, this is part of the Scott Snyder verse, I guess he's like yeah. kind of overseeing creation of uh what's known as the dark spaces uh series for idw yeah it's like his
1: his own imprint basically yeah
0: um which i mean he's he's got a track record so sure yeah <laughs> he's well known in these circles um so the hollywood special uh 1942 you've got like a uso style uh tour that's going on on the Hollywood special which is the train that they're touring on okay um very Americana very like uh old old timey era like the art kind of pops uh I I did like how it was drawn um yeah, like of old gives Hollywood you that, kind of style yeah it gives you that very old Hollywood style uh centers on Vivian Drake who's a you know fading Hollywood star with so it like sets up some of her um kind of issues and that uh, things mm. she's dealing with uh with another, her and another one of the another star that I can't remember the um the name of off the top but um they end up uh setting up and it's a lot of building her character as to how and why she ended up where they are and mm. then the end uh, similar you know kind of leaves it on a a bit of a a hanger of uh they they show up at their destination and, um, in Minersville, PA, because, you know, has to be nail on the head. Uh, sure. yeah. there it's a mining town. They show up, nobody's there. And there's a, uh, a culmination, uh, that they actually find what might be monsters might be something else. What's what Ooh, they're, what they're known monsters. as the mismatch man. Um, Ooh. I like that name. all tied into a uh mind collapse and it's a you know it's a decent decent look i don't know if it hooked me a hundred percent but it's definitely uh i i would read i would read more about it i don't know if i'll remember to but hmm. it, like <laughs> i it's it's weird to, to like try and put words on like I, if I was looking at the wall and saw issue two, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll grab that just to see. But it's not like to the point where I'm going to like throw it on my pole immediately.
1: Yeah. So it was like it, it was good, but it didn't stick with you.
0: The hooks. Yeah. It didn't quite get the hooks completely in, but it was like, yeah, that was an yeah. enjoyable read, like just nice. a, a fresh take on stuff that I haven't seen in a while. Um yeah. Like that cool style of drawing, that era, that kind of, yeah, that that kind of aesthetic and look to it that it was like okay this is fun um
1: nice.
0: writer was jeremy lambert who's done doom patrol and buffy uh claire oh, rowe was like the artist um who did who's in the past has done Barry the lead Batgirl, girl birds of prey uh Jordy belair um colors so
1: oh Jordy belair is everywhere yep that guy yep yeah he's great so yeah awesome cool well if you are interested in either of these uh books that we talked about you can find them at funky town comics in camillus new york um and you should find th- those books and lots of other books there because they have a lot of good stuff they do i got a lot of cool um uh back issues from them this past week
0: i got a um, lot of cool uh well yeah i guess do we want to do this now or after the uh what's coming i don't up?
1: know i just was talking about them and thinking about what so I they bought had there
0: they had a uh sale on graphic novels this week Oh, yeah? So you'll be very happy what to know that? that I finally picked up All-Star Superman. Oh. I have thief. never read it. I have never touched it. I have never even thought of it. And I saw it and I was like, Mike told me this is good. I will buy this. I think you're thinking of somebody else because
1: I don't love All-Star Superman. Really? Don't tell anybody I said that.
0: Are you allowed Are you allowed to say that?
1: I know. I. <laughs> Here's the thing about it. I want to read it again.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got because a copy I of it if you need it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you read it and I'll read it and we'll yeah. talk, we'll make it a series in the show or something. Cause Absolutely. like, it's actually, actually I have a copy in my, it's saved in my, um, it's like on the save for later section of my Amazon car mm. right now. I yep. just like have it ready to go. Cause I, I feel like I owe it to the character of Superman to give it another, to own, own this book and read it again because I read it digitally. I read it on my, on the app. Okay. And sometimes when I read stuff on the app, it doesn't hit me the same way or doesn't stick with me
0: the same Okay, the I'm not the only one that that so, happens for.
1: Yeah. Okay. I still use it. I use the DCU app all the time, Yep. but you know, it's not something that
0: I actually stopped. I, if I want to really absorb
1: it. something, I will, I need to read it physically. If yeah. I want to really like get it in my brain.
0: I stopped my Marvel Unlimited partly because of that where it just it wasn't clicking if I read it digitally or something felt different. Yeah, so. Oh, well. But I picked up uh um, in that sale, Some it, even if All-Star Superman is not your jam, uh, Swamp Thing Green Hell.
1: Oh, dude, that is a great book.
0: Yep. And then uh That's also great book. uh I believe you know my uh affinity for the Remender X-Force uh run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they had volumes three and four, uh, which I I have one and two. So now we're up oh, to nice. uh, one through four. Cool. So man. filling in some gaps, awesome. man. Filling in some gaps.
1: Um, I when I get there, I got some cool like old back issues, like from like dollar bin stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have a lot of cool stuff in the dollar bin that like, I don't know. If some, I don't know if some of it should be in the dollar bin. <laughs> I got it. That's all I'll say, really. But yeah um i haven't had a i got like an early those. super early doom patrol uh, i got i just got a weird issue of this is minor dc character called the blue devil um that i just grabbed because it's in the it's in the uh magic and dark mysticism yeah. corner you know of the dcu so i just picked that up for fun skis and um yeah i don't know they have a lot of great stuff they have a bit, like their dollar bin section is enormous they have tons yes, of stuff it it's is. all
0: it's I, so much no, so that I, I haven't had a chance stuff. to remotely think about it or look at it. Oh, yeah. that was the other thing you will love. Uh, dwellings. Yeah. Pick that up. Read the first story in it. Weird. Awesome. Very disconcerting. Oh, okay. uh, oh. Drawn in like Saturday morning cartoon style. Extremely dark.
1: Okay. Nice. So
0: I have to heard of that book there's your art
1: oh wow yeah
0: yeah wow it's like a hundred percent uh really awkward it looks like looks like
1: dexter's laboratory or something kind yeah it's (laughs) kind of got that like cartoon network yeah
0: it's all yeah it's a a weird weird read really really cool uh well worth checking out oh nice and then i did grab Alpha flight because i had to all of our he did get Alpha 40. all of our canadian friends will be happy and nice they put out uh, a nice retro style cover on it
1: oh that is a dope cover yeah the marvel comics group banner across the top that's awesome yep so fun
0: times nice fun times fun. in comic land
1: always fun times at funky town comics this week at funky town comics or your local comic book store you will find Amazing Spider-Man number 32, Batman Beyond Neo-Gothic, didn't write the number down because I'm lazy apparently, Batman the Brave and the Bold number four, I missed number three, he didn't know four was out already, A Big Game number two, Black Panther number three, Captain America finale number one, Dark Knights of Steel number 12 of 12, running uh, or ending that uh, weird DC meets Game of Thrones uh, run from Tom Taylor, Darkwing Duck, number eight. Dead Romans, number six. Ice Cream Man, number 36. Immortal Thor, number one. Hmm. Carrying on the Immortal um, title from Hulk now to Thor. Jean Grey, number one. Jean Grey getting her own ongoing or series of something. I didn't hear about it, but that's cool. Um, Another, I was wrong last week. Last week was not the last round of Night Terrors DC books. This might be, we got Night Terrors issue four, Angel Breaker, Night Terrors, number two. Night Terrors Detective Comics, number two. Night Terrors Action Comics, number two. Night Terrors Harley Quinn and Night Terrors Titan, all number twos. Yep. See if this is the last round of those. Kong, The Great War, number three. Moon Knight, City of the Dead, number two. Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos, number three. Penguin, I number, two number on one. That? Uh, number two came out this past week or the week before, and you may have missed it. Because the cover is, doesn't say the title on it. It's like a weird, I don't know if it was a a variant and that's all that they had at Funky Town. But like Jesse was telling me, he's like, dude, you have no idea how many people I've had to tell that this is the, this is the Christopher Chaos book that everyone's And like, then literally five minutes after he told me that, someone came in and said, you guys don't have the second issue of Christopher Chaos? And he's like, here, you know, it's over here. Yeah. So weird. weird. But it's out there. Check it out um tom king is writing a penguin book penguin number one oh, comes out okay this week um if uh, i if i
0: didn't want to add more things to my poll or if i did want to add more things to my poll that'd be tom king doing anything is like okay cool i'll give it a shot
1: especially when it's like a weird outlier character and like what, penguin like is miracle? certainly
0: or like
1: mr miracle strange adventures like or strange yeah. like uh human target like Rorschach. yes uh, vision even yeah. um but like riddler is i'm sorry penguin is certainly an a-list batman villain but he's also like kind like sometimes a lot of people don't know how to write penguin or how to what to do with him mm-hmm. um so Including i think TV this writers. has yeah just this just this pairing of the penguin character and tom king i think has a lot of potential to be something really cool and unique um So yeah, looking forward to checking that out. Riddler, year one, number six of six. That is the uh, arc, Riddler arc. uh, It's tied into the character's origin in The Batman and was actually written by Paul Dano. So that um, uh, series is wrapping up. Rocketeer in the Den of Thieves, number two. Number one was very good. Star Trek, number 11. Star Wars Doctor Aphra, number 35. Storm, number four. Stranger Things, Tales from Hawkins, number four. And Unstoppable Doom Patrol, number five
0: is that the that's the last of that or is there six in the i think it's a
1: six six or seven actually might be a weird seven nice um but yeah it's been very good unstoppable doom patrol has been great um i started reading um this weekend a book that my wife gave me at least like a year ago she's been sitting on my nightstand for a really long time called they called us enemy by the one and only george takai oh Uh, Captain Sulu himself uh, wrote a graphic novel about his life immediately after the bombing of Pearl Harbor and how all Japanese Americans were rounded up and put into camps. Hmm. So heavy source material, but very good. Very good. I'm like halfway through it already. Um, Nice. um, It's not dissimilar to mouse, although different, tragedies of course different scales um but just kind of the way it's being told not, not through the eyes of like you know cartoon mice and cartoon cats but um through the eyes of a like he's very cognizant that he did not understand as a child he did not understand what was going on and like exploring the two different worlds that like the world he was experiencing where like him and his younger brother just thought like oh we're on some crazy vacation adventure thing what you know we don't know what's happening, but we don't know that anything bad is happening where and his parents are letting them think that while like knowing now that his parents were clearly just complete wrecks, like, yeah. you know, going through all kinds of mental anguish and torment and all that kind of stuff. But putting on a happy face for their children. Um, So it's heavy, but it's very good. It's nice. Very good. They called us enemy by George Takai. Check it out.
0: Definitely That's my put that on the list. Um yeah. You were talking about that Jean Grey, number one. Uh, Yeah. So basically it's an ongoing in the Fall of X uh, timeline. Oh, cool. And she kind of got wrecked by a lot of what happened at the Hellfire Gala. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of picking up the pieces and take a wild stab. Eh, You'd never even guess it. Who's writing it?
1: (laughs) Who's writing Jean Grey, number one? Yes.
0: It's a blast from the past. Blast from X-Men past. Chris Claremont? no right 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 ish era louise Ah. simonson
1: oh wow yeah she back wow yep that's awesome
0: yeah yeah bernard Um, chang on art and uh simonson's writing it
1: i have a question for you about current gene gray and marvel continuity sure is it the same gene gray that died years ago is she like back, or just a new version? Is it a clone? Is it the younger one from the past, or did she go back to the past?
0: She went back to the past, and this is—was hmm.
1: she resurrected? Because she died like so, 10, well, 15 no, years ago, right?
0: Yes, but also Krakoa. So they're all resurrected. They were, you uh, know, okay. they ran the immortal thing in between Hulk and uh, right. Hulk and Thor. Okay. Um, okay. So it's I just never it's technically like, a new body with all of the. Brain of classic, like, genetic imprint and everything of classic Jean Grey.
1: Okay. Okay. I just... I remember a big deal being made when she died. Yep. But I never remember, like, a big deal being like, she's coming back because they did the whole time-displaced versions and then... So,
0: apparently, in this one shot... I feel or or like I just blinked one, and she was
1: back to life, which is not uncommon for X-Men, but, I you know, I was just confused.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in this, apparently, the time-displaced... there like the original five time displaced are there similar to like all new X-Men when what you're sure. talking about okay. happened. And yeah, the X-Men are weird. Um, they sure if, are. If Steve. you ever want to dive way too deeply into the X-Men, not you in particular, but the Royal you, um, the listener,
1: the, the uh, watcher. uh,
0: what is it? Jay and Miles explain the X-Men is one of the greatest podcasts ever. Um, Oh, it's been they, I, I believe they've gone from the beginning all the way through to uh, currently somewhere around Onslaught and just wow. literally map out exactly what's happening and everything and all that. And it's mildly insane. And by mildly, wow. I mean majorly insane. Incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a thing. So, yeah. Awesome. Until then, you can great. read all the Fall of X stuff because <laughs> for some reason, Jesse convinced me to pull it so
1: um wow wow look at you
0: back on the x-men bandwagon, like was, bandwagon my friend
1: i feel like i've been trying to pare down my pull list and you're like yours is blowing up
0: yeah i think i need another pair down like i that's actually no we went and uh, this week i actually went through with him and reworked the whole list i mm-hmm. was like all right the stuff for my kid and fall of x and that's about it that's it like most of what i had been pulling has ended like uh zadarsky's daredevil yeah um a lot for mine too zadarski like i i stopped pulling the zadarski batman um just yeah. because i haven't been able to keep up with it so there's no point in me pulling more of it um mm-hmm. and like basically took off all of what i had on the pole and then added fall of x nice so wow yeah
1: good luck good luck steve
0: i'm probably gonna go about two weeks and be like nope don't pull that anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm out i'm out yeah yep. throwing in the towel Got a couple uh, one shots for you tonight. Uh, Some quick things here. Uh, Nintendo has announced uh, the release date for the Batman Arkham series. Finally coming to Switch. That is Arkham Asylum, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Those will be released on October 13th. Finally, Nintendo has a uh, console that can support, um, you know, graphics for games that came out five to ten years ago.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. I still have That's to play thing. through Night. Was Night the third one?
1: Night is the third one. Yeah, yeah. it's good.
0: Fun. So I played Asylum and City. I never played Night.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: I think yeah. I think it's on the PlayStation subscription thing or whatever. Like the probably. Yeah.
1: I might be. I'd be surprised so, if it wasn't. I if think. I sign
0: yeah. sign back up for that, then I'll probably probably grab it. Dive that. in. Nice. nice. Um, in other weird tie-ins to uh franchises and whatever yeah Uh, marvel releases an excerpt from the upcoming ant-man tie-in book look out for the little guy uh i still can't comprehend how this book is coming out but uh (laughs) the book was featured in ant-man the last quantum mania and will actually be released this september uh the excerpt was from the book's introduction but does anyone actually care about this thing
1: steve i can't imagine that they're gonna sell more than Twenty copies of this book, like
0: you know. I mean, d- to be fair, it does have Paul Rudd's face on the cover.
1: That's true. So People in might buy a physical buy it book that it's about Paul Rudd. Right, Paul Rudd. Yeah,
0: Paul Rudd. Um, is that
1: Paul Rudd? That's a different guy. <laughs>
0: uh, that's yeah. That, that's um, Earth six one six one seven.
1: Yeah, six one seven Ant Man is played by Paul Rudd,
0: <laughs> who's actually a rug in the yeah. end suit
1: <laughs> yeah it's that universe is messed yeah. up
0: it's like toli from really? south park and that rug yeah. are your yes. superheroes and that's all you got yeah <laughs> um speaking of shitty superheroes
1: i remember this book well i remember this book didn't they announce this book before the movie came out
0: and i think, I think then yeah, I think you was and like i were right like right around when the movie came out or yeah, yeah. like right before maybe or you, maybe
1: you and i hadn't seen it yet but I know you and I had not seen the movie. Maybe it was out and we hadn't seen it. But I remember being like, who cares about the No, who's going to buy this? Right. Who's going to read an entire book about a fictional life story? Like, it's not like...
0: Right. A fictional biography.
1: What are you going to get out of this book? I don't understand. Especially then, now. Then the movie came out and a lot of people didn't like it. And it certainly didn't light the world on fire. Um, I can't imagine that they're going to sell many copies of it
0: no no can't comprehend but whatever
1: if you're out there if you're gonna buy one of these tell us and let us know why because i don't get it and
0: That's if you're somehow listening from the publisher feel free to send us a screener copy and we'll be more than happy to read it hey but if you want to change our minds and yeah more than happy to read it and give a
1: a review if you send us a free copy of it i'll be an honest review i'll have to say yes Uh, Last thing tonight, the much maligned film The Flash, which Steve and I both liked quite a bit and don't understand why the whole world hates it so much, (laughs) Uh, will debut on Max on August 25th, coming up, end of this week, this Friday. So if you, like most of the world, did not go see The Flash in the movie theaters, you'll be able to watch it at home.
0: If you, like everyone else, didn't see this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah except me and Steve and a couple of other, my friends, I think we might've been the only six people that went to see it. Um, uh, yeah, August 25th. You can watch it at home. I will be because I want to see it again because I watched it once and I liked it a lot.
0: I want to see it again to see if it holds up or if what we saw was just like, because we were in the theater and experiencing it or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I completely agree with you. Um, so I'm definitely going to watch it a second time. And if it holds up for me, I'll probably watch it many more times because again, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Controversies aside, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good movie, but uh, a lot of people don't agree with me and don't agree with you. I agree with, you know, James Gunn said he loved it too. Huh. Can't imagine we're going to be seeing Ezra Miller in James Gunn's DCU. Can't I'm imagine. No. Can't be the star of mm-hmm. the uh, biggest box office bomb in Warner Brothers history expect your career to just keep going up and up and up and up and up
0: no but in our fandom we're trading Ezra Miller for Ezra Bridger and I'm fine with that
1: what a segue yeah I hope that the only Ezra we talk about for the foreseeable future is Ezra Bridger
0: and for anyone Um, who doesn't know what we're talking about with Ezra Bridger feel free to tune in tomorrow at eight o'clock because we'll uh we'll we'll dive deep into that and that will be a very spoiler filled uh primer at points, but uh, we'll try yeah. and try and let you know.
1: Like, look at it this way. If you're planning on watching the Ahsoka show that comes out this week and you still haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, you're not going to be able to watch all four seasons of Star Wars Rebels in two days or a day. Really? You can't. You, you can't. So what you should do, if you don't want to be late to the party on Ahsoka, you listen to the episode that Steve and our friend Tom Babcock are going to do Tomorrow. Giving you a nice primer on Ahsoka, telling you what she has been doing, where she is, who she is, where she is. Did I say that already? Sure. Why not? But all that stuff. How she is. Why she is. Um Yeah, tomorrow, eight o'clock. Ahsoka. I'm very excited. Very excited. I have been rewatching Rebels. Same. Um, my wife joined me. And um, we have the final episode we'll be watching tomorrow uh, at some point, I think.
0: Oh, so you've already you already hit the feels episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, a few of them. A few a few field episodes.
0: Yeah. For for anyone who hasn't seen Rebels, uh, when you watch Ahsoka, you will be missing one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle. And it's yep one of the most emotional Star Wars moments that there is.
1: Uh. Yeah, I can't imagine they're not going to reference it in some way in the Ahsoka series. Um, Yeah, it's so good. So, so good. Um, But yeah, tune in tomorrow for Steve and Tom talking Ahsoka. And then you can tune in um, most likely Wednesday. We'll update you via social medias um, for our recap and our reaction to the premiere of Ahsoka on Disney+. Mm Plus. Pumped for more Star Wars. Woo. can't wait yeah um but i think that's all we got that's all i got steve you got anything else
0: no no i mean we, I think we stretched pro- it i think we filled the time I think we did it we definitely did uh you know sitting at an hour 20 so the usual um but yeah if you uh if you want to hear more from us and you know three times from us this week Feel free to like, subscribe, and leave a review at your podcatcher of choice, preferably Apple Music, because it helps the algorithm, you know, tell people about us. Uh, On YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, and uh, leave us a comment. Again, same thing. We're all about tricking computers into telling people to listen to us, so uh, (laughs) if you could help that cause, it'd be appreciated. Um, Beyond that, check us out on the socials, The Multiverse Report, on anything that really matters uh <laughs> the multiverse support.com the support most at mostly instagram yeah a yeah. lot of lot of instagram action
1: yeah for sure check us out there and uh that's it so until next time thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll see you in the multiverse